0: Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Hunter, forensic pathologist from Autopsy, Reels Channel's medical mystery series on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to download the Podcast One app and subscribe. Then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, to find more programs like this one on Reels Channel.
1: There is sad breaking news coming in tonight from London. We have learned that singer George Michael has died at the age of 53
2: on December 25th 2016 the world was shocked as news broke that George Michael has been found dead in a career spanning 35 years George Michael's music was loved all over the world George is one of the most brilliant performers of his generation his talent for creating enduring music led him to become one of the greatest recording artists of all time selling over 100 million records. He really became an artist in the real sense, delving inside of
3: himself, finding the things which hurt him, and put them out without editing. But behind the gifted
4: star, he had a tortured soul. This stuff keeps me sane and happy.
5: He would sit at home with the curtains closed, ingesting all kinds of chemicals and numbing himself to the pain that never went away
2: a string of lurid headlines documented a slide into self-destruction. I mean, I
4: have to ask myself whether... I know I have a very self-destructive tendency.
2: The death was attributed to natural causes, but rumor and suspicion that other forces were at play
0: persist. Natural causes is a very general term, as everything is natural at some point in the death process. And at 53 years old, George Michael was a relatively young man. Too young to die unless there were serious underlying issues. So I want to know, what was going on in the body of this much-loved star that caused his untimely death?
2: Renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter has conducted thousands of autopsies. He's the chief medical examiner in one of America's biggest
0: cities and investigates suspicious deaths. Although a full autopsy with toxicology testing was done, the only information released was that he died of dilated cardiomyopathy. That's a condition where the muscle walls of the heart have become stretched and thin, so they're unable to pump blood around the body effectively. Myocarditis was also mentioned in inflammation of the walls of his heart. And on top of that, fatty liver disease. Although these are deemed natural causes, they are rooted in lifestyle. And crucially, these can be treated with medication. And if kept under control, life expectancy is good. So what happened in George's case?
2: August 2nd, 2016. Hampstead, London, five months before his death. George breaks the news that after five years out of the professional limelight, he's recording material for a new album and producing a documentary chronicling his career. He's not been seen in public for over a year, and there has been some speculation about the state of his health. However, he's been in regular contact with his fans via social media, and they are thrilled that he's back in action.
0: If George is working on a new project, he must have felt in reasonable shape and had any health concerns under control. However, there is a chance that George was unaware that he had any issues with his heart and liver, as often there are no symptoms. If this is the case, without medication and changes to his lifestyle, he is a ticking time bomb.
2: George Michael was born Georgios Kyriakos Panayiotou, on the 25th of June, 1963, to a Greek Cypriot restaurateur and an English mother. With two older sisters... He was the much-longed-for little
1: boy. Voice of George Michael.
2: My father was the absolute archetypal
4: 1950s immigrant from Cyprus. I was the boy in a Greek family who could do what he liked from a very early age and did.
1: Leslie Ann Jones, journalist and friend.
5: It was a patriarchal household. A Greek Cypriot father with very masculine expectations of his son. Jack would have expected George to get married quite young and have children of his own. And he would have expected him to follow in his
2: footsteps. But George had other aspirations. Listening to the radio as a young boy, he fell in love with pop music and knew he wanted to become a star.
4: I just decided that that's what I wanted to be. Kept it quiet until I was about ten
2: and told people when I was about ten and got laughed at for the next six years. His mother, Leslie, a former dancer encouraged his dreams. George was
5: given a tape recorder for Christmas. He was then able to sit in his bedroom by himself and record his voice. And at that point, he was beginning to write songs.
2: At school, when he was 12, George befriended his future Wham! partner, Andrew Ridgely.
1: Simon make your bell Wham!
3: Manager. george who was a podgy little greek kid with curly hair and glasses and andrew was the good-looking swaggery guy who everybody laughed at and george just looked up in amazing
2: admiration he wanted to be another andrew with a shared passion for music the boys formed a band and at just 17 george and andrew wrote and recorded a demo tape of the songs that were to change the course of their lives Between 1982 and 1986, Wham! sold over 28 million records and became famous all over the world. But at the peak of their fame, George left to pursue his solo career.
1: Phil Lobel, publicist on the Faith Tour. They had sold hundreds of thousands of tickets around the world and filled stadiums, but I had looked at them as this teeny bopper. Pop star, and not as the masterful, creative artist that he became. It was the Faith album, with its six number
2: one singles and Grammy award, that saw George catapulted into superstardom.
1: It was pandemonium everywhere we went. It was screaming girls.
2: And over the next few years, George's music evolved into a more mature sound. In the following decade, George cemented his status as a music legend with two further major albums Listen Without Prejudice and Older. He was celebrated for writing songs about his own
0: experiences. I'm interested in a story George told that attributed his love of music to banging his head on a radiator at school as a child. I'm wondering whether this was of any significance to his health in later years. The age of about
4: eight, I had a head injury. It was quite a bad bang. I had it stitched up, but all my interests changed. All I wanted to know about was music. And I have a theory that maybe it was something to do with this accident.
0: Traumatic head injuries can cause a range of neuropsychological problems, from personality changes, memory and concentration loss, to a lack of impulse control. With given George's eventual success, this seems unlikely, and I'm discounting it as having any long-term impact on his health. September 14th,
2: 2016. Oxfordshire, England three and a half months before his death. George is out having dinner with friends, including his partner of seven years, Fadi Fawaz, at a restaurant near his home. It is the first time he's been seen in public for over a year. Drinking an espresso martini cocktail, he's laughing and in a good mood. On this evening, the last public photo of George is taken.
0: While George appears to be in good spirits in this photograph, what's remarkable to me is the fact that he seems to have put on a lot of weight. Excessive weight gain has been linked to fatty liver disease, which is cited on his death certificate. Fatty liver or hepatic steatosis is a term that describes the buildup of fat in the liver. The primary function of this organ is to process what we eat and drink and filter any harmful substances from the blood. If there is too much fat in the liver, it is unable to do this. In serious cases, it can lead to liver failure and death. But fatty liver disease can also be caused by excessive alcohol consumption. So I need to look into this possibility to establish whether it could be related to his death.
2: During their late teens, George and Andrew were regulars on the London clubbing circuit.
5: Everybody went out every night and we all went to the same clubs. And George and Andrew would just be larking about, having a dance. He was drinking a lot, everybody was drinking a lot. We were all drinking champagne until we couldn't say it. But that was the culture. George
3: was the cautious one. If you watched Andrew and George drink, or out in light clubs. mean Andrew would drink, with more about Way into the beginning of Wham!, George still had this sort of Puritan attitude to how you should behave. I don't think he ever drank excessively. He may have done later when he was George and not in
2: one. But over the last few years of his life, the media reported that George had started to drink more heavily.
0: If George was only drinking heavily in the latter part of his life, alcohol could still have been responsible for his fatty liver disease, as it can occur even after short-term heavy drinking. However, I can't safely conclude that either weight or alcohol contributed to his death. There are other causes of fatty liver disease, and I need to look more deeply into his history to see if the damage was done elsewhere. This stuff keeps me sane
4: and happy. I could write without it if I was sane and happy.
5: He was smoking himself to death. He was drugging himself to death. Start with the world
3: mourning the sudden passing of pop
2: star George Michael. On Christmas Day 2016, the world was shocked and saddened by the sudden death of the singer George Michael. The death was unexplained, but not suspicious. Following intense speculation and rumor, world-renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is investigating what caused the star's
0: untimely death at just 53 years of age. The cause of death was given as dilated cardiomyopathy with myocarditis and fatty liver. While the death certificate states them as natural causes, all can be rooted in lifestyle but I've discovered something apparently mundane that began in the early years of George's career, which I believe may have contributed to his death. George's first solo album, Faith, sold over
2: 25 million copies. And at the age of 23, he embarked on his first solo world tour. But behind the scenes, he was struggling...
1: Gary Trainer, acupuncturist and friend.
6: There's this thing called mechanical back pain where you can just make the wrong move at the wrong moment and you can be on the floor doubled up with pain.
2: Acupuncturist Gary Trainer worked with George for over 20 years and frequently toured with him. There was one occasion on the tour where George actually hurt his back before a
6: show and his manager tapped me on the shoulder and says, "Gary, this is why we brought you on tour, fixing." And just for a moment, I felt the pressure that George must feel every performance with there's 90,000 people outside there waiting.
0: Mechanical back pain originates from the joints, bones, or soft tissues in and around the spine. And up to 80% of the population will, at some point in their lives, suffer from it. Although it's not life-threatening, back pain can be very debilitating. And it's something George suffered with for most of his adult life, taking a number of prescription and over-the-counter drugs to alleviate it. Overuse of pain relief medication can lead to liver failure and heart problems. Also, repeated use of these drugs over long periods can lead to changes in the brain that in time override the self-control of an individual, resulting in addiction. These medications may have had long-term consequences to his health, but there are accounts that during his early solo career, George was suffering from something else that was detrimental to both his physical
1: and mental health, loneliness. George was miserable on the road. I think it would be the natural inclination for an artist to, after the show and after that high from the audience go back and celebrate or share those moments in the privacy of their hotel room with a companion, and George didn't have that. He went back to his room, alone and isolated on almost every night. The 18-month Faith Tour began in 1988,
2: two years after Wham! split. Life on the road as a solo performer, without his best friend and former bandmate Andrew Ridgely, began to take its toll.
4: I had no idea how much I was going to miss that, you know, miss that support, or how close to lunacy I would uh, feel without that support.
7: We tend to assume that we can be very happy or very sad, and it has no effect. In fact, we know now that it can have a huge effect on our physiology.
0: Loneliness triggers greater levels of the stress hormone cortisol in the body, increasing the risk of heart disease. And research has shown that because of this, feelings of loneliness may substantially increase the risk of mortality. And looking at biographical accounts, I can see that there were two events in George's life following this period that would compound his feelings of isolation and lead him to engage in risky behavior. In 1991,
2: at the peak of his fame, his period of intense loneliness came to an end when George found true love for the first time, fashion designer Anselmo Faleppa.
5: George genuinely fell in love with Anselmo Faleppa, and it was one of those where your eyes meet and you just know, you both just know simultaneously that that's the one, that's the person you're going to be with.
2: George was not yet open about his sexuality to either his family or fans and continued to feel under great pressure to keep it hidden.
1: Dr. Linda Papadopoulos, psychologist.
7: I think one of the things that most famous people struggle for is, what do people love me for? You should have felt, okay, people love me. I can talk about who I really am. Maybe what he felt is, well, people love this George Michael character I've created and not the real George Michael. So maybe that made it even more difficult to speak about sexuality.
1: What was keeping George in the closet was the same thing that kept many people in the closet. Fear of perhaps rejection from the family, fear of rejection from fans. Also, this was the 80s, and the scare of AIDS was on the cover of magazines around the world.
6: A huge and growing danger now confronts the entire
0: world. The threat posed by the killer disease is increasing day by day. AIDS is a life-threatening disease caused by the HIV virus. It came to prominence in the 1980s and at that time was untreatable. The virus is most commonly contracted through unprotected sexual contact and intravenous drug use. Only months
2: after falling in love, tragedy struck when Anselmo tested positive for HIV.
5: George had everything he'd ever wanted, and now he was about to lose that. But he was having to keep up his public persona, to go out there, be George Michael, still perform, still be on.
2: And while George was found to be clear of the virus, he spent the next two years nursing his dying lover, while continuing to maintain his heterosexual public image. It was possibly
4: the loneliest time in my life I think
0: I can see that after Anselmo Filippa died from age related brain hemorrhage in 1993 George began to smoke large amounts of marijuana this was to become a lifelong habit and at its peak by his own account he was smoking up to 25 joints a day He did excessive amount of cannabis, where he just woke up in the morning and smoked cannabis all day. There is conflicting research about the impact long term cannabis use has on a fully developed adult brain. However, in the short term, excessive consumption can lead to anxiety, psychoses, and depression. And George had a reason to be more cautious, as he often talked of a family history of depression.
7: Depression is not this intangible thing. Your biochemistry is in some way affected, and this can be something that we find travels in families. And this was the case with George, because he had both an uncle and a grandfather who had not only been depressed, but had committed suicide.
2: But it seems it was another tragedy, just three years after his lover died, which saw depression really take hold of George. And that was the death of his beloved mother, Leslie George was
3: devoted to his mother and she was to him. She was a delightful, charming, sunny person and an optimist and somebody who saw life in a good way. It affected him obviously very badly.
5: To lose the two people he was closest to, unbearable.
4: It was such a dark period of my life. Losing a lover and your mother within the space of three years is a tough one. I struggled with... Huge depression, especially after my mother died.
5: George was a very sensitive emotional artist, trying to find ways of processing that. And he didn't do that very well.
7: Grief can turn into something called complicated bereavement, which is when we don't resolve the loss of someone. Some people get stuck. I wonder if that loss was so intense and so huge for George that he never really recovered.
0: According to reports, from this period onwards, George was prescribed various antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications, including fluoxetine and amitriptyline. These medications work by elevating and prolonging the effects of the neurotransmitter serotonin And norepinephrine the brain chemicals responsible for affecting mood both drugs are used widely to good effect but what concerns me is george's continued marijuana use in conjunction with them it made him vulnerable to negative side effects including drowsiness and confusion and looking at news reports it's clear that george was still using these drugs years later
2: February 26th, 2006, Hyde Park Corner, London. Ten years after his mother's death, George was found slumped at the wheel of his car. This was the first of a string of similar incidents where cannabis or prescription drugs were found to be the cause.
4: I've been sentenced today on the basis of unfit driving through tiredness and prescription medicines, which I fully accept responsibility for.
0: Putting the physical effects of the medication and marijuana to one side, I still want to know whether depression played any other role in George Michael's death. And I'm concerned by multiple accounts that his use of these drugs was just the tip of the iceberg.
5: When I heard that George had been caught with crack cocaine, that's sort of the beginning of the end, isn't it?
2: On Christmas Day 2016, the singer George Michael was found dead at his home in Oxfordshire, England. At just 53, his death was unexpected, and many rumors surround the true cause. World-renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is using biographical accounts and first-hand testimonies to piece together what was going on in the body of
0: this much-loved star when he died. George Michael's death certificate states that he died of natural causes citing dilated cardiomyopathy with myocarditis and fatty liver. These conditions are all rooted in lifestyle and can cause the heart to fail or increase the risk of sudden cardiac death. For many years, George was treated with medication for depression and was also known to be a heavy user of marijuana, but there are many accounts that he began taking harder drugs. So I need to investigate further to see the part these may have played in his untimely death
4: I know I have a very self-destructive tendency since my mother died. I've got to be honest. That's kind of made itself clear in other ways um I think there has to be some element of in that of that in why I was basically letting not taking care of myself Really, You find an alternative to
2: that pain Late November 2016, Oxfordshire, England, less than two months before his death. George makes a call to ex-partner Kenny Goss, and they make plans to meet. The couple met just before George's mother died, and were together for 13 years. And the Texan art dealer is known to be a positive influence on George.
5: It wasn't the big love at first sight thing that he'd had with Anselmo, but they had an affinity. So Kenny always struck me as the next best thing for George.
2: Throughout their relationship, George's drug use escalated,
0: something Kenny disapproved of. At times, he intervened. In an interview with a British newspaper, George's former partner, Kenny Goss, spoke of how he would intervene around George's drug taking. Quote, I would find drugs and flush everything down the toilet thinking if i just get rid of it he won't get more he was absent-minded so we just think he lost them this indicates to me that kenny was concerned about significantly more than casual drug use i want to find out about the substances he was taking as this may get me closer to finding out what was going on in his body when he died
7: their reports of his substance abuse and once that comes into someone's life then it's not just George making decisions it's George you know with with chemicals that are affecting those decisions
2: September 19th 2008 Hampstead Heath London George was arrested while cruising for sex in a public restroom this was not the first time
1: Undercover cops say they discovered a different side of the pop star. In
2: 1998, the public first became aware that George was gay after an incident in a Beverly Hills park.
0: Beverly Hills police officers arrested the singer known as George Michael for engaging in a lewd act.
2: But this time, he was found to be in possession of marijuana and something more deadly, crack cocaine
5: when i heard that george had been caught with crack cocaine i was desperately sad because that's sort of the beginning of the end isn't it that is an addiction too
0: far crack cocaine is a potent version of powder cocaine and as it's smoked instead of snorted users have a more immediate intense high it is highly addictive and as with powder cocaine can be lethal Cocaine increases the heart rate and blood pressure while constricting the arteries that supply blood to the heart. This can cause sudden cardiac death even in people without any history of heart disease. And long-term cocaine use can lead to cardiomyopathy similar to that which killed George. As the cause of death was not cited as an overdose, I can reasonably conclude that George did not die as an immediate result of taking either of these drugs. However, sustained use over many years will undoubtedly have had an impact on his heart. So I can't rule them out as a contributory factor in his death. Over the last decade of his life,
2: George began putting his health at greater risk with both his drug taking and sexual
0: behaviors. There was another drug that George increasingly favored that has also been linked to sudden death, and that's GHB. GHB is a niche drug. It's popular with clubbers who want to dance all night and has become prevalent on the party scene.
5: He was going deeper and darker in search of thrills, because he wasn't getting any thrills of any kind in his so-called normal life.
6: scene that he ended up in a lot, there's quite a bit of drug-taking goes on. When his mum was around in a steady relationship, it was a different ball game. I think after those events,
0: they become a bit more volatile. Gamma-hydroxybutyrate, or GHB, is a depressant of the central nervous system. It reduces inhibitions and produces euphoria, often leading to increased sex drive. The side effects are dangerous, especially when combined with alcohol or cocaine, and can result in slow, ineffective breathing and sudden cardiac death. There are accounts that George used the drug over a number of years and became psychologically addicted.
7: If you look at George Michael's life, one thing that's very clear is that he lived to excess. He had a voracious appetite, whether it was for sex or, the, or he tried, you know, drugs or he, you know, he ate and he smoked. I'm sure that gave him a lot of highs. I think if he did have a predisposition to depression, that would have contributed to the lows as well.
0: Sudden cardiac death due to GHB is possible, but given that it wasn't mentioned on the certificate of death, I can neither confirm nor deny whether GHB was implicated in George's death. But five years before he died, I can see that George's hedonistic lifestyle was beginning to take its toll. November
2: 2011, Vienna, Austria. Only weeks into his sell-out Symphonica tour, George collapsed, Was rushed to the Vienna General Hospital, suffering from pneumonia.
0: Pneumonia is a chest infection where the alveoli or the air sacs in the lungs become inflamed and filled with fluid, making breathing difficult. Severe pneumonia can kill within hours as victims slowly asphyxiate.
3: It was shocking that he'd allowed himself to get so unhealthy... That sort of rundownness also is not only in keeping with over self-indulgence, but it's also in keeping with extreme overwork. He would have worked at that concert tour absolutely non-stop, flat out, and would probably have taken a certain amount of drugs at the same time.
2: George was put into an induced coma for almost three
0: weeks, and his doctors performed a life-saving tracheotomy. A tracheotomy is an opening cut into the neck, A tube was inserted into his windpipe, assisting his breathing. It was not permanent and would have healed in a few weeks following its removal. However, some say his voice never fully recovered. This was one more weapon he had against all
3: the things which happened in life, which seemed to be always defeating him. So for his voice to go
0: would have been very, very hurtful. But George's pneumonia is significant to my investigation as it may be linked to myocarditis, the heart condition listed on the death certificate. As the body attempts to fight the pneumonia, it releases disease-fighting cells. In certain types of pneumonia, these cells release chemicals that enter into the heart, cause inflammation of the heart muscle, leading to myocarditis.
4: I really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, Thank everybody who sent messages and everybody in that ICU unit that made sure that I'm still here today.
0: According to reports, George was lucky to survive the pneumonia and it was hoped that the illness would encourage him to resume a healthy lifestyle. But did he slip back to his old habits?
2: Cheers, everyone. Have a great Christmas. Because five years later, George Michael was dead. Singer George Michael was found dead at his home on Christmas Day 2016. He was just 53 years old. Intense speculation as to the cause still surrounds the case. World-renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is examining all of the available information
0: to get closer to the truth behind the untimely death of this much-admired star. So far... I've established that George Michael's troubled life had resulted in behaviors that over many years caused physical damage to his body and were likely contributory factors in his death. And I believe I'm getting closer to establishing a clearer understanding of what caused the untimely death of this 53-year-old superstar.
2: December 24, 2016. Oxfordshire, England George is making preparations for the holiday season It will be his last Christmas 7pm George is watching the annual Christmas Eve torch lit parade from his window Within 16 hours he will be dead The neighbours have spoken about
1: seeing him on the other side of the glass He's there on his own Christmas Eve was his mother's birthday. So he'd been thinking about mum in his final hours.
2: George was spending Christmas with his partner of seven years, Fadi Fawaz. He is the only one person alive who knows the truth about what happened in the hours leading up to and immediately after George Michael's death. What follows is his version of events. Christmas Eve, 2016. Fadi Fawaz arrives at George's home. He will be the last person to see George alive. Fadi and George have a few drinks and talk through their Christmas plans. But following an argument, Fadi leaves and sleeps in the car. Christmas Day, 2016. Fadi awakens in his car. Letting himself into the house, he looks for George.
6: George! George!
2: Inside, there is no sign of the singer.
6: George!
2: So Fadi makes his way upstairs, where he finds George in bed. Hey.
0: Hey. Come on.
2: He is unconscious. For an hour, he tries to revive George. George! George! Before calling an ambulance.
5: Ambulance emergency. Is the patient conscious and breathing?
6: No, it's George Michael. I think he's dead. I've been trying to him for the last and
4: hour.
5: Is he cold?
4: He's cold and he's blue. He's blue, okay. And if he's stiff? Yes, and he's very stiff. He's cold and he's blue and he's stiff, is he? Yes, yes. What's his name? It's George Michael. You know the singer. Okay, and I have to check. Do you think he's beyond any help at the moment?
2: dead. At 1.42 p.m., the emergency services arrive at George Michael's home. And after an examination of the body... George is pronounced dead at the scene.
5: In the last hour, the death has been announced of the singer
0: George Michael. He was 53.
5: I can't think of anything sadder than to die alone. He's so young, he was 53. It's awful.
6: I can't explain how I felt. It just knocked the stuffing out of me. I felt empty for some reason. Sometimes you don't realize the effect of something until it's taken away.
1: I was stunned when I found out. To hear this artist had brought so much happiness and joy into the world through his music was suddenly gone, was heartbreaking for me.
0: George's death came as a bitter shock to all who knew him. And I can see that for some... His years of battling depression and reckless drug-taking led to one conclusion. Was this suicide?
5: The news that George had died on Christmas Day was surreal. And my first thought, I will admit, was that he had killed himself.
2: January 1st, 2017. A series of tweets from Fadi Fawaz's account appeared to back up this theory. They claimed that George had finally committed suicide after many previous attempts. I don't think so.
6: No. No, 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 no. Not the George I knew.
3: My feeling is no way he
2: committed suicide. He was just careless with what he was doing. George's family were quick to deny that the Star had taken his own life, and Fadi Fawaz claimed his account had been hacked. But the circumstances in which the Star had died became surrounded in mystery, and speculation continued.
0: The police said that George's death was unexplained, but not suspicious, which means that they didn't suspect foul play or suicide. From this, I can conclude that there was no apparent sign of a drug overdose or damage to his body in such a way as to cause death. This is a very complex case, and there's something else I need to investigate before I can come to a final conclusion about what caused George Michael to die so unexpectedly. On March 7th,
2: 2017, two and a half months after his death, the coroner announced there would be no full inquest into George Michael's death and ruled that the singer had died of natural causes dilated cardiomyopathy with myocarditis and fatty liver. But world-renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter believes this doesn't give the full picture and is re-examining the case to better understand what was going on in the star's
0: body. It's clear that for over 20 years, George had been pushing his body to the limits. He had a history of excessive drug-taking, and his sexual behaviors expose him to risk of infection. Before I come to a final conclusion, I want to explore another possibility, and it's linked to when George was in a coma for almost three weeks, suffering from pneumonia.
5: He heard he collapsed, that he'd been admitted to a hospital in Vienna, and the rumor flashed like wildfire out of Austria that George was HIV positive. Which on the one hand was really shocking, but on the other hand wasn't really shocking at all because that rumour had been out there for a long time.
0: In Vienna, George was found to be suffering from a virulent form of Streptococcus pneumonia bacterium. At the time, his doctors issued a statement announcing that there were no underlying health issues. Statements were issued by doctors people who run artist
3: management, the industry, or the artists themselves that are in charge, uh, will put out what they think is best for the artist's career. You should not really read any of those things with any feeling that this is going to be
0: true or not true. There have been rumors that George may have been HIV positive. looking at all the available information and the causes of death cited, I can explain why this had led some to speculate that it may have contributed to his death in some way. Human immunodeficiency virus damages the cells in the immune system and weakens the ability to fight everyday infections and diseases. While these days, HIV is treatable, complications can arise. People with HIV have a significantly higher incidence of pneumonia and sudden cardiac death. There's also a well-recognized link between myocarditis, dilated cardiomyopathy, and HIV. The virus causes dilated cardiomyopathy, and a significant number of all HIV sufferers also have myocarditis. The exact reasons for this are not fully understood. But as I don't have access to the autopsy and toxicology report, I am unable to confirm or deny the rumors. However, even if George Michael did have the HIV virus, I don't think this is what ultimately killed him. So now, Dr. Hunter can reveal what he believes caused the death of this iconic pop star. For more than 25 years, George Michael had a well-documented history of using prescription and illegal drugs. Not only this, but he was a heavy cigarette smoker. All of these combined would have put his body under immense stress. Can be linked to the diseases cited on his death certificate, which triggered a reaction in the body that caused his instant death. Sudden cardiac deaths are responsible for almost half of all deaths in people with heart conditions such as George's. And I think this is what happened in George's case. The loss of anyone at a young age is always tragic. George Michael's story is poignant. A man with an extraordinary talent and a big heart that finally gave up way
1: too soon. George was a creative genius. His music was the soundtrack to so many people's lives. It's a loss to the world.
5: One of the most surprising things that came out after George's death was this extraordinary generosity that he had bestowed upon complete strangers. And the stories began to, to leak out, little by little, and then they built. And suddenly there was this tidal wave of examples of George having donated vast sums of money.
6: He, as a person and as an artist, I don't think there's ever been better.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of autopsy don't forget to subscribe at podcastone.com with the podcast one app or at apple podcasts then go to reels.com that's r-e-e-l-z.com for clips extras and more from the tv version of the series including reenactments and autopsy photos you'll only see on reels channel find reels on your tv at reels.com i'm dr michael hunter